an issue that comes up at Christmas time is about the manger scene. And sometimes this happens maybe when you go to someone's house and you see their nativity set, or maybe when you're passing down the road and you see one in someone's yard. Uh, Maybe it's as you sit around the dinner table at Christmas and decide not to argue about politics or religion, uh, but you decide to argue about the manger scene and whether or not the wise men, the magi, belong there since they don't come along until later. Uh, This used to aggravate me when I first got out of seminary because I knew that they weren't there at the birth of Christ. They came later. And uh, as they came later, they brought gifts and and all that. But I think a lot of artists just threw it all together, right? Uh, And paintings and and other things. Uh, But the nativity sets, you always have an option. I can leave them out and bring them in later on Epiphany Day, or I can just throw them all in at the same time. And uh, wherever and whenever you put them with Jesus, the Magi definitely are a part of the story, aren't they? as our gospel text has informed us. And they deserve our attention, for we have much to learn from them, how they sought and how they discovered, and for the joy that they did in doing so. As the scripture says, they were overwhelmed with joy. When was the last time you were overwhelmed with joy? Maybe it was watching football, this past week is maybe your team won. We're not even going to talk about Alabama or Baylor or the others. But maybe your team won and you rejoiced. Or maybe it was something you got at Christmas. Or maybe it was someone you saw at Christmas time that you haven't seen in a long time. And you were just overwhelmed with joy. There are a lot of things that can give us joy. Well, the Magi had been looking for something amazing to happen in the cosmos During the time that Jesus was born, they had been looking up at the skies and they had been studying and all of that. Their scientific, religious and philosophical knowledge had informed them to be on the lookout for activity that was connected with their star of Bethlehem. And scholars will tell us that they probably were uh, somewhere in Iraq or Iran, so they would have been quite a distance from Jerusalem. And as they were there, uh, they had lots of tools and books and scrolls and uh, things uh, to help them uh, acquire more knowledge about what they were seeing in the stars and what all of that meant. They understood that under that star, a child was to be born, one who would be ruler of Israel. So seeing the star gave them every reason to believe that this was it. This was the fulfillment of the prophecy that they had learned about. And they couldn't just close up their books and move on to the next topic of study. They couldn't just put a check on that list of, okay, well, that one just happened. Or, uh, okay, we saw that comet coming and we knew it was coming. And so we'll go on to the next thing that is going to happen in our world. No, they had to go see it for themselves, to put their eyes on this child to verify that this was actually correct. And so they packed up their things and they followed the star, a trek that would take them hundreds of miles. 
Along the way, as we've just heard, they stopped in Jerusalem to ask where the child was. So they knew they were somewhat in the vicinity, and they stopped to ask. And doing so caught the attention of the current king, King Herod. And you can imagine what that did to him as he's hearing that this other king has been born. And so being concerned, uh, as this new king he hears is coming on the scene, uh, he decides to interact with the Magi and use them in particular ways. And this created a danger for them as Herod would seek to use them to get the exact location of this child. Well, after learning that the child, this promised Messiah, uh, was, according to the prophet Micah, was to be born in Bethlehem, they left to go there. So they left Jerusalem to go out to Bethlehem, continuing to follow the star. There's a lot here about that star, isn't there? When was the last time you looked at a star? We've had some pretty great skies here lately. And if you go outside at nighttime, you can see the beautiful stars that are out there. Maybe you'll see a shooting star, and that's even more amazing, isn't it? Well, John Chrysostom, one of the early church fathers, described that star. And he says this, We learn that this was not an ordinary star, for no other star has this capacity to guide, not merely to move, but to beckon to go before them, drawing and guiding them along their way. The star remained after bringing them to the place in order that the child might also be seen. For there is nothing conspicuous about the place. The inn was ordinary. The mother was not celebrated or notable. The star was needed to manifest and illumine the lowly place until they had reached their destination at the manger. I like how he described that. That beautiful star that guided them all along the way. Well, when they arrived, they were overwhelmed with joy at what they discovered. The child that they had been hearing about and seeking uh, was revealed to them right there in front of their eyes. And this is where we get more of this understanding of epiphany. It is this uncovering or this revelation that takes place, seeing something that we were not able to see before. And as they did this, they fell on their knees, which we sang here recently uh, on O Holy Night. They fell there before this little boy, this new ruler of Israel, offering him treasures that were fitting for a king. What an amazing discovery they made that day, one that was in the works for centuries. And that day, as the stars aligned in the fullness of time, they made the find of a lifetime, something that would change not just Israel, uh, but the world forevermore. The overwhelming joy they experienced can be ours as well. We can recognize that today, that can be our joy. It doesn't just have to belong to them. And being able to physically see this Jesus with their eyes. Because we can't do that. Not right now. We will see Him uh, when it's our time to go be with Him, right? 
But we see him in other ways. And the overwhelming joy can truly be ours, even now, over two millennia later. Well, this discovery and joy can happen for us right here as we enter a new year in several ways. And I want to point out these ways. First, with our minds. The Magi used their minds that God gave them to study, to reflect, and to explore. And we know in Deuteronomy, the great Shema, love the Lord your God with all your heart. But what else? Y'all say it out loud. All your mind, all your strength, every fiber of your being, but definitely your mind. Love God with your mind. And that's what they were doing. They could have done other things, but they fed their hunger to understand their world and what it had to do with religion. Theirs, whether it was Zoroastrianism or whatever it was, and that of Israel, Judaism. Well, like them, we are to use our reason, our minds, to explore and learn about our world and what it has to do with God. We are all to use our many resources to think deeply and to think critically about it, but also about God, what God has done, what God is doing like right now, and what God is yet to do in our world. What a great resolution for the new year that is for us to say, God, I'm going to make my mind completely available to you, and I'm going to do whatever I can to grow my brain in 2022, to learn as much as possible. Well, accumulating knowledge isn't an end in itself. If that's all there is, then we are just puffed up and pretentious people, aren't we? Reservoirs with no useful outlet. God never gives epiphanies for our own use. I mean, it's not about us. That's not why we get an epiphany from God. I mean, what's the good of an epiphany if it doesn't redirect a life and change the world? Well, once the Magi learned what was happening with that star, they hit the road with all their accumulated knowledge to follow the guidance it provided all the way to Jesus. And we are to do the same with what we have learned about what God is doing in our world and specifically through Jesus. We are to follow the light of God that guides us to go where Jesus is, to be with him there and to be changed by our encounter with him. We are to use what God has revealed to us as we live each day directing our steps and shaping what we say and what we do. Offering our best to him is another way that we can be a part of this great epiphany. All of this is to be done with the very best that we can give to God. Like the Magi, we are to come to Jesus bearing gifts and paying homage with the best that we have to offer. I love this particular graphic. I believe this was an Ethiopian uh, uh, painting, an artist. And I love the guys over here on the side. These are the Magi over here. 
And I like that they've got a wrapped gift. I don't know if they wrapped <laughs> gifts back then, but that is so clever. I mean, they are there. And the animals and Mary and Joseph and people all around the city, they are all there to pay homage to Jesus. What does that look like for us? What does it look like for us to give our very best to Jesus? What do we have to give to Jesus as we begin and continue this new year? How about we start with ourselves? The offering of the totality of who we are given to Jesus. It happens when we give him the very best of our day. Maybe that's in the morning. I think for most of us, that's the morning to say, God, here's my time that I'm going to spend with you deliberately and intentionally as I begin this day, because I don't want to begin it in the wrong way. And so I give you the very best of my day. Also, the fullness of our attention in a time and in a society that is full of distractions to say, here is my attention and the availability of our resources and the full measure of our adoration. Bernard of Clairvaux had uh, something to say about those magi that hopefully can be said of us. He said, he writes, what are you doing, O Magi? Do you adore a little babe in a wretched hovel wrapped in miserable rags? Can this child be truly God? Are you become foolish, O wise men? Yes, these wise men have become fools that they may be wise. May we do the same with our minds, actions, and adoration.